Hello and welcome, or welcome back. If you're new here, I make Podfix, and today I'm going to be reading a personal favorite, Autumn Burns Hotter by Ectoplasmic Soda on Archive of Our Own. It's a great story for getting into the Halloween spirit or the autumn spirit, and I just love it so much, and I hope you guys like it as much as I do. Um, the ship for this episode is Danny Fenton and Vlad Masters from Danny Phantom. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you watch it. And yeah, now without further ado, please enjoy. Autumn Burns Hotter Written by Ectoplasmic Soda on Archive of Our Own Read by Demon Feed Audio Summary In Danny's town there was an unspoken rule. Don't mention the dragon that lived in the castle on the outskirts. Chapter 1 In Danny's town there was an unspoken rule. Don't mention the dragon that lived in the castle on the outskirts. Of course, when said dragon came into town, the people smiled and waved and chatted pleasantly with him. He was the unspoken ruler of their lands, offerings given to him usually shiny and plentiful. Danny had never actually seen him himself. He was always busy and the dragon only came to town once a year. The rule was more not to say anything to outsiders. When Danny's friend Sam and her high-class Taylor family moved into town, Danny had to ease her very carefully into the magic before telling her about the dragon. She had taken it well, even took a shine to some of the basic magic books Jazz had lying around. But there was one thing she always asked about. So are you guys ever going to tell me what the hell happens during the Moonlight Festival? Sam slammed her hands down on the table Danny and Tucker were sitting at, Danny looking up from the tarot cards he'd laid out for Tucker. At the mention of the festival, Danny groaned and rubbed his face as Tucker turned with a smile. Oh Christ, you had to say something about that. Well, our lovely gothic friend, I am totally down to give you the lowdown on Danny's second least favorite holiday. Tucker sing-songed, wide smile only overshadowed by Danny's scowl. Look what you've done. There's no stopping him now, Danny grumbled, standing to carefully tuck away his tarot cards into the small leather bag hanging on the wall, leaning against it as Sam took his vacant chair. So, Tucker began, hands splayed out in front of him, moving as he talked. The Moonlight Festival happens once a year, right on the harvest moon. It celebrates the town's harvests in the fields and orchards. It celebrates the town's harvests in the fields and the orchards. It's usually before Hallow's Eve, so the veil between the human and spirit world is usually pretty strong. Well, not for Danny, but that's beside the point. But what does that have to do with Plasmius? Everybody's talking about him this year. Danny froze at Sam's question. Both he and Tucker shared a look at the name of the dragon that ruled them. Well, so this only happens every ten moonlight festivals. But every decade or so, Plasmius walks among us in his human form, and he searches for, well, um... He looks for a mate, Danny finished, arms crossed and face flushed. Sam turned to him with raised brows, arms crossed. Okay, so then why are you all up in arms about it? Sam asked quietly. Tucker started giggling, which made Danny scowl and move to the table to lean against it. Because the dickhead tried to mate my mom. Tucker burst out laughing at Danny's indignant shout. 
Danny scowling and crossing his arms over his chest. Jazz came into the reading room with a raised brow, placing her bubbling apple pie on the rack very carefully. What's going on? Oh, Danny's just telling Sam about that time when Plasmius tried to get with your guys' mom, Tucker cooed, leaning to sniff the pie with a hungry glint in his eyes. Jazz gave him a look and rolled her eyes. Really, Danny? It was when I was, like, two, thirty whole years ago, so you don't really have a right to that grudge, she said, hands on her hips. Besides, it's a huge honor to even be considered for the right to be Plasmius's bride. Yeah, Danny, Sam drooled, eyebrows raised and a sadistic gleam to her smile. It's a huge honor that Lord Plasmius wanted to fuck your mommy. Oh, shut up, Sam. I still think it's mega nasty he hit on my obviously very happy married mom, said Danny with a scowl. Jazz gave a tiny laugh and turned her back to the trio. Oh, Danny, go get cleaned up. Mom called. Mr. Masters is coming over for dinner. Danny let out a large, delighted gasp and perked up immediately. It was Sam and Tucker's turn to groan, them both standing immediately to tug their shoes on. With rushed goodbyes, they were out the door and Danny was hurtling up the steps to wash his hands and face. Vladimir Masters was his parents' medium friend, the extremely rare ability to speak with the dead, one he shared with Danny. Plus, his willingness to secretly teach Danny about said ability made Danny immediately attached to the older man. Not that he showed it around him if he could help it. Aloofness and sarcasm hid the giant crush he had on the older medium. Looking at himself in the mirror, Danny gripped the edge of the sink and took a deep breath to get rid of the ghostly green glint in his eyes that appeared when he was using magic. The white streak in his hair taunted him, a reminder of the incident that gave him his medium abilities in the first place. The sound of the door opening and his father's jubilant voice carrying up the steps caused Danny to back away from the mirror and smooth down the black long-sleeved shirt he wore shaking out his hands to repel the anxious buzz from his body. Downstairs he trotted, smiling at the trio of adults idly chatting by the door. Illuminated in the golden light streaming from the small frosted glass window in the door, Vlad was backlit in a way that reminded Danny immediately of an angel, not the be-not-afraid-shit kind, the ones in those bad romance novels that fell just to be with some bitchy mortal lady who usually didn't appreciate just how much she had affected his life. Long, dark gray hair pulled back into a low ponytail, strong jaw framed with a close-clipped beard, deep-set sapphire eyes rimmed under with near-black bangs. Danny wanted to smooth his thumbs along the skin there, kiss the crease in between his brows, and listen to whatever problems worried the man that made him look so tired all the time. Not that the bags under Danny's eyes were much better, but still. Danny! His dad's shout made Danny jump and finish his trek down the stairs, one hand on his jeans pocket. His dad's smile was wide and almost infectious, hands on his hips. His mom stood to the side, hanging their coats on the rack on the wall. Ah, Daniel, I didn't know you were going to be home today. Vlad's soft voice almost made Danny smile, but he played it off with a nonchalant shrug. Yeah, Tucker came over here instead for a tarot reading. He and Sam just went home, actually. Dad, Jazz made pie. Danny watched his dad's eyes light up. Maddie laughed as Jack hurried towards the kitchen, coming to kiss Danny's cheek before following. 
Vlad and Danny watched each other for a moment before Vlad hung up his jacket, slowly rolling his own shirt sleeves up, a lazy smile making the smile lines around his eyes peek out just a bit. I hope you don't mind my intrusion, Daniel. With the festival being so close, it's just so much easier to stay here than driving all the way home. Danny shrugged again, reaching out to playfully punch the older man's bicep. Vlad, as the town's mayor, must have been super swamped with preparations, since he was the only one in town permitted to come and go from the dragon's castle freely. You gotta do what you gotta do, right Vlad? He cracked a small smile for the older man before heading to the dining room to take the plates from Jazz's hands and set the table. Dinner passed by without too much incident, and Jazz set out with a kiss to Maddie's cheek. Danny joined his dad and Vlad in the living room, curled up in the big leather armchair by the fire. So, Vlad, has Plasmius, that big old bastard, told you who he might pick this year? Jack's question made Danny scowl into his cup of apple cider eyebrows furrowed. Vlad hid his smile in his own cup, well aware of Danny's dislike for the dragon from their many training sessions. Well, I hope it's Jazzy. She'd be such a good wife for the big guy. Super smart, could organize that big castle of his. Pretty's a peach, too. Danny snorted into his cup then with a quiet roll of his eyes. Jazz had secretly been dating the spirit reaper that resided in the giant cemetery a few miles out. Walker. Of course, she couldn't tell their parents she was dating a reaper. They'd go crazy. Vlad shared a small raised brow with Danny before clearing his throat and trying again to speak. As I was attempting to say, he did tell me he had someone in mind this year. Vlad cooed, while leaning back on the sofa with a smug sort of smile. Danny tilted his head curiously, biting the inside of his cheek. Really? I hope it's not Mom again. Imagine getting rejected by the same lady at your own festival twice, Danny snorted. Jack gave a little laugh, swirling his spiked cider around before tilting his head. The sound of Danny's mom washing dishes and the fireplace crackling was loud in the little period of silence before Jack finally spoke. Poor Plasmius. Sometimes I think about him alone in that big old castle, you know? I hope whoever he asks says yes this year, he murmured. Vlad glanced over him before giving a small hum, setting his own mug down gently on the coffee table. They might. They might not. It's a bit of a delicate situation. He says he's hoping to meet them outside of the festival first, to gauge a reaction, Vlad confessed. Danny leaned forward, legs crossed together as his curiosity peaked. Meet them outside the festival? He almost never comes down from that big-ass castle— you're the only person he sees, Vlad. Who does he even want? I can't say. You know that. The chiming of the grand clock made Vlad perk up and stand. It's getting late. I should head home. He nodded to both the Fenton men and headed to the kitchen to drop off his glass, then headed upstairs. Danny looked into his glass with a scowl as his dad turned the TV on, his mood blackened by the whole topic. He hated the Moonlight Festival, hated the thrum of magic and the overwhelming of his senses as the people in town got too excitable. It's why he always skipped it to instead visit Clockwork, the time deity who lived in the giant abandoned clock tower nearby, or he and his friends watched movies at Sam's house. The next morning, however, 
quickly dispelled those hopeful plans. What do you mean I have to sell charms on Moonlight? Danny followed his mom through the kitchen as she mixed together some pumpkin snickerdoodles, eyebrows pinched together with his frustration. I'm sorry, sweetie. Maddie gave him an apologetic smile over the bar counter, handing him a cookie to try. But Jazz is going to be out of town on Moonlight. I just need you to man the stall while me and your father work the hayride as a favorite of Vlad. I promise you, you only have to do it for a few hours, just until Plasmius's speech, all right? Danny softened at the mention of Vlad and sighed. The older man had left early in the morning to go work on the preparations. It was only for a few hours. Danny sighed and stood to shrug on his zip-up hoodie, cookie hanging out of his mouth. All right, I'll man the stall, he mumbled and took the smiling kiss Maddie smacked on his forehead with dignity and grace. Thank you, sweetie. Be safe out there today, she cooed as he headed out the door. Crisp autumn air greeted him as he walked down the street toward the gated cemetery that laid on the outskirts. Mostly, he was just planning on talking to some spirits nearby to soothe them so they wouldn't interrupt the festival. However, the beating of huge wings almost deafened him as a giant, dark blue shadow passed over his head. Heat, blaring and almost suffocating, trailed behind it. Oh no. Oh great. Plasmius's dragon form was giant, easily as big as his whole street. Overhead, he circled a few times and settled down in the town square, disappearing behind a few buildings. Not keen on being nearby, Danny tried to pick up the pace. Unfortunately, the noise had drawn the townspeople from their houses and toward the square, dragging Danny with their orbital pull. The dragon slowly sat on the grass and shook itself, not unlike a dog. Magic sparks and swirling heat made the crowd and Danny avert their eyes. When Danny blinked and looked back, he was half surprised to see a giant dark blue man standing in the center of the crowd. Long, luscious black hair swept over his back with a gray stripe down the middle. Two huge red horns curled back from his forehead. Large, bat-like wings tucked themselves close to his back, the brilliant red webbing between the blue spines matching the red of his eyes. His eyes were like rubies, gleaming brilliantly in the sun. A loose silk, billowy shirt clung to his chest, and black slacks wrapped around thick, muscular legs. Danny immediately hated the tug of attraction deep in his gut towards the dragon towards Plasmius of all fucking creatures. He couldn't help it. There was something undeniably confident about the man, as he scanned the murmuring crowd with intent and a pompous air tipping up his nose. Ruby eyes met brilliant blue sky, and the dragon's face set into a determined smirk. Danny immediately felt sweat coat his palms as the dragon stalked closer, the crowd parting as Danny's neck craned back to meet the dragon's eyes still. You must be the Fenton boy. Plasmius's deep, gravelly voice sent an unwanted shiver of pure heat down Danny's spine. He straightened and gritted his teeth, fists clenched at his side as he narrowed his eyes at Plasmius. Lord Plasmius, you're a rare sight around town, considering you weren't due to bother us for another week. Danny grit out, back straight. Ice magic threatened to seep from his feet onto the cobbled path of the park, but he managed to keep it under control. Plasmius gave a laugh and leaned down, silky hair spilling in inky waves down his chest. 
My, what scary eyes you have, little badger. Keep yourself in check in front of your betters, won't you? Plasmius cooed teasingly. Danny gave a huff of indignation, face turning red as he stepped closer into Plasmius's personal space, finger jabbing into a solid, broad chest. You don't scare me like you might scare them, Plasmius. I don't worship you. I'll fight you right here and now if you want me to show you who's the better man between us, Danny snapped, teeth bared to the bigger man. Plasmius's wings fluffed out, mouth opened before the clearing of a throat made them both look to the side. Mr. Masters is waiting for you, Lord Plasmius. Camilla, Vlad's secretary, stood to the side. Plasmius stepped back and smoothed out the front of his shirt, peering down his nose at Danny. You haven't seen the last of me, Badger. That's a promise. Large white fangs flashed in a smile fit more for a lion than a man, as he turned his back to the crowd and Danny to head inside the town hall. Danny gave a growl of frustration and threw up his hood to turn and cut through the crowd towards Tucker's house, muttering angrily to him. Throwing himself on Tucker's bed after ranting about what had just happened made Danny feel a lot better about the whole encounter. Turning his head to look at Tucker, he blinked at the absolutely horrified awe on Tucker's face. The kind of begrudging, horrified awe that happens when you're at a family reunion and you hear some relatives talking about some super impressive thing someone did. Then they point out the person and it's the most unassuming cousin you have. You're telling me you straight-up challenged Plasmius in the middle of the square? Tucker's hoarse whisper made Danny go pale and sit up slowly, worrying his lower lip beneath his teeth. Holy hell. I did. I wasn't thinking, like, at all. He was just so... so pompous. Smug in all types of holier-than-thou shit. Something about him just grinds my nerves. Danny groaned and covered his eyes with his arm, flopping back down. I am so dead. Like, super double dead. Tucker hummed in agreement and adjusted his knit cap on his head, running a hand over the short buzz on his head, mouth pursed. Well, if you can manage to avoid him until after the festival, you should be in the clear, if he's really going to be asking someone to be his mate this year. Tucker waved a hand, smiling slightly. Besides, he, like, never stays in town. You're totally fine. He'll forget about this before you even know it. Danny hummed and hugged one of Tucker's pillows to his chest, ignoring the leftover throb of desire left by Plasmius, eyes slipping closed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He'll leave until the festival, and even then I'll be at the stall. Everything will be just fine. Please let him forget, Danny thought, as Tucker turned back to the movie he'd been watching on his laptop. The only thing Danny could do was hope. Chapter 2 The old Fenton Luck decided, as always, to fuck Danny over. The moment he left Tucker's house, Danny felt eyes on the back of his head. Scowling, he pulled the hood up of his jacket tighter around his head, pace picking up to a quick clip as he headed towards Sam's house. The feeling resolved to leave as he hung up the protection charm on the small mailbox near the door. He knocked and quickly glanced around him. Magic flared up under his skin, relief flooding through Danny as Sam opened the front door. 
I heard about your stunt in the plaza. She greeted him and moved so he could enter the large townhouse, carefully placing his bag on the ground by the intricate wooden cabinet in the entryway. He sighed and turned to her, frowning as he noticed the book in her hand. Tourist's Guide to Amity Park and Its Magical Inhabitants by Jack and Maddie Fenton Oh, Christ, Sam, why are you reading that of all things? Sam rolled her eyes at Danny's groan as she led him upstairs to the impressive library her family had converted the study connected to Sam's room into. She sat on a plush leather couch and placed the book to the side, jaw working. Because I actually do my research about things instead of taking them at face value, Danny? Because I don't want you to get your ass handed to you by some very huge dragon since you want to have a pissing contest with every supernatural creature that even slightly looks at you funny. Sam sighed and rubbed her chin, eyes half-closed. Also, I need to ask you stuff about Plasmius. Everything I've looked at doesn't describe him in a lot of detail. Danny lowered himself onto the couch next to her and leaned back. The large bay window behind them cast the room into a shower of golden light, dust flecks blinking in and out of the rays like fireflies playing tag in the dark. It made him relax and feel a bit more in his own skin. Anxiety settled for the time being. Alright, shoot. Okay, so... Sam pulled over a black notebook and flipped through it, chewing the end of her pen. It says here Plasmius looks for a mate every ten years. Why every ten years? Does he just have a harem up there? Danny scoffed out a laugh, folding his arms over his chest loosely. No, no. He looks for one, but Plasmius is like notoriously picky. He had a mate, like, a hundred and fifty or so years ago. They died, though. They were, like, super sickly. Him picking my mom when Jazz was little was a huge deal, he explained quietly, picking lint off his jacket's sleeve. Sam nodded and jotted down a quick note, tapping her pen along the journal's page. That makes more sense than some weird harem stuff. Makes him more sad than anything, Sam murmured. Danny scowled at her, rolling his eyes. Having some frigid girlfriend doesn't make up for him being an overly confident asshole, Danny murmured and waved a hand. Next question? Sam snorted and leaned back. Her raven hair was down out of its high half-pony for once, the black locks almost purple in the bright light. Well, we know his element's fire, and he lives in that old castle. Hmm... Why does he trust Vlad so much? Danny blinked at the question and pursed his lips, head tilted to the side as he thought. Well, it's not that weird. He is the mayor. Vlad and my parents went to college together nearby, and he moved close to become mayor after hearing my parents talk about all the work the town needed. Apparently, he's super rich from some business ventures and inheritance from his parents when they died. But being mayor means having at least some connection to Plasmius, as Amity Park is in his territory, Danny explained quietly. Sam furrowed her brows deep in thought. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But he always has super private meetings with Plasmius, and talks about him like they've known each other forever. Maybe ask Vlad how they met for me? She glanced up at Danny, eyes half-lidden. His eyebrows furrowed. Huh. Vlad always did talk about Plasmius really... kindly. Personally. Intimately. 
A sudden disastrous thought crossed Danny's mind, and he gasped, standing quickly to turn to Sam with wide eyes. Oh my gods, Sam, do you think Plasmius is going to ask Vlad to be his mate? He asked in quiet horror, the thought filling him with dread. The idea of his Vlad, nice, talented, suave Vlad, being with that absolute bastard Plasmius made Danny's blood boil. The sound of Sam's thoughtful humming didn't help his rush of horror. Well, it's a possibility, if they're as close as I think they are. Why don't you find Vlad and ask him about it? Danny nodded, heading to the door of the library, glancing at Sam, who watched him with a crooked smile and a raised brow. See you later, Sam. Your protection charm's on the mailbox, he called back as he charged down the stairs, grabbing his backpack as he rushed out the door. Down the street he started, the dead autumn leaves wisping around him in the light breeze. The feeling of being watched crawled up his neck again as he headed towards town hall. Danny froze outside the building at the soft swish of something settling behind him. With clenched fists, he slowly turned to find Plasmius leaning with his back against one of the large marble columns lining the front of the hall. Plasmius's wings tucked themselves slowly against his back, one eyebrow high on his face and his smile infuriatingly lazy. Hello again, little badger. You seem to haunt the mare quite a bit. Does someone have a little schoolyard crush? Danny raised his lips in a growl that would make Wolf proud, magic throbbing in his fists. I could ask the same of you, Plasmius. I know about your plans for the Moonlight Festival, and you're insane if you think I'm going to let you get away with them, Danny snapped, and stepped closer to the dragon. Plasmius frowned and pushed off the column, drawn up to full height to force Danny to look up at him, his eyebrows pitched together down low over his blazing red eyes. Oh? And what exactly are my plans, boy? You're very confident about how devious I am, aren't you? Plasmius began to circle Danny slowly, the click of his boots echoing in the quiet front entrance before the town hall's doors. Quite cocky for an underdeveloped brat. That's something I'll have to train you out of, it seems. Danny's face burned red as he gave a shout of anger, swinging an ice-covered fist towards Plasmius, which the older creature, infuriatingly, moved out of the way of. Gods, train me? I'm not your dog, you fucking Fruit Loop, and I'm talking about your plans to ask the mayor to mate you. That threw Plasmius off his guard enough that Danny was able to land a solid sweep with his leg, tripping the dragon and making him stumble a few steps. Danny's self-satisfaction only lasted a moment or two before the sound of laughter hit his ears. Plasmius had to grab his stomach, head thrown back as he released a full-on belly laugh before slowly turning to face Danny again, still snorting quietly. Oh, oh, you poor sweet little boy, that confidence of yours, Plasmius murmured quietly, wiping a tear off the mirth of scales scattered along his cheeks. The softness of his face threw Danny off guard and made him back up a step. His magic flared up at the sound of the door opening behind him. Daniel, I see you've met Plasmius. The sound of Vlad's voice behind him made Danny straighten, relaxing immediately and turning to the mare with a sheepish smile. Immediately, though, Danny noticed something odd. His body was still primed with magic like he was facing Plasmius. He furrowed his brow as the mare stepped towards both of them. Now that he looked close, at the both of them together, Danny noticed something odd. 
The mayor and Plasmius looked eerily alike. There you are, masters. I was just teasing your little guard dog on my way out. Plasmius's voice made Danny stop from his thoughts, arms crossing over his chest. The feeling of unease from his revelation crept up his throat slowly. There was no way they could be related. Plasmius was eons old, and as far as Danny knew, Vlad had only just turned fifty. It didn't make sense. They looked too similar. Bile raised in his throat as something clockwork once told him crept up from the back of his mind. I don't see why I have to learn all about that stupid dragon. Danny, naive and fourteen, had complained over the large book about draconology that clockwork had assigned to him to read when he first had his... accident. Because learning about all species is important. Haven't you learned not to question me at this point? Clockwork had hummed tranquilly from his spot, perched in a giant recliner nearby, breathing glasses perched firmly over his nose. His hellhound, Dan, was nowhere to be seen, off dealing with some rogue creature while Danny was stuck inside. The tapping of Clockwork's claws on the book he was reading made Danny twitch. So, everything about dragons is in this book? Most things, about their bodies, their magic. Most dragons are mistaken as witches like you in their human forms. Clockwork had hummed and waved a hand. Everything you need to know is in that book. The sound of Vlad clearing his throat drugged Danny back to the present. Vlad was gazing at him with furrowed brows, while Plasmius just looked unimpressed. Danny's hands twitched and he shoved them into his pockets. Sorry, Vlad. Had a late night last night. What was that? Danny struggled to keep his tone light and neutral. He needed to get to that book as soon as possible. I was asking if it's all right if Plasmius joins me at your family's home tonight. Vlad murmured with a small, concerned smile. The thought of Plasmius in his house, technically his territory, made Danny bristle, but he smoothed it quickly, giving him a strained laugh. Plasmius tilted his head slightly, smug smile showing just how much he seemed to enjoy making Danny squirm at the thought of him being in his space. Well, I'm sure Mom and Dad won't mind. My dad's a huge fan, Lord Plasmius. He gritted his teeth as Plasmius gave a seemingly bored hum, rolling his broad shoulders. The Fenton family patriarch? That fool? I don't see why he'd admire me of all people. He hummed and checked his claws. Danny growled low in his throat, clenching his jaw. I tried to take his wife of all people. You- Danny started, but took a deep breath at the curious look Vlad gave him. He thinks you being able to maintain such a large territory is admirable, Lord Plasmius. Though I don't think just coming once a year to grab up money and food then running back to your ruins is very impressive, Danny mumbled. Quite a mouth on your little apprentice, masters, Plasmius growled and turned, wings spreading slowly. I'll hope you curb your temper before dinner, Badger. With that and a blast of heat from his wings, Plasmius was gone into the sky. Vlad sighed and turned to Daniel with a raised eyebrow. He shook his brow with a rueful smile. Really, Daniel, you must keep that grudge in for the time being. It isn't smart to antagonize him. Danny couldn't help the secret smile Vlad gave to him. It made something twist up in his chest, dark and rotting. If his hunch was correct about the two, what was Vlad's game? 
Did he really want to leave so badly he'd fake being mated to himself? It made Danny angry, and ice started to spread along his jeans cuff. I'll do my best, sir. I have to go talk to Clockwork. I hope you have a good day. He snipped quickly, and opened a swirling portal with a shaky hand. The thought of Vlad leaving, leaving Amity Park and by extension him, made the portal waver erratically. Oh, all right. I'll see you later, Daniel. Have a good day as well. Vlad's voice seemed sad as it followed Danny into the portal. The clock tower was just as warm and cozy as it always was. Large clocks of various styles were scattered across the open industrial floor plan and the walls, each set to a different time region of the world. A giant brick fireplace was plopped firmly on the furthest wall, and a lowered circular part of the floor housed what Danny had dubbed Dan's Nest. Speaking of the hellhound... You look like you've seen a ghost, Pipsqueak. The hound's monotonous baritone made Danny quickly turn to face him, his portal dispelling into a shimmer of frost. Dan leaned against the spiral staircase that led to the upstairs floor, a mug of something warm and steaming held loosely in his right hand. His hair was pulled back into a low ponytail, the back of it flickering blue flames that casted his tanned face in a black-lit sort of halo. Ha, ha, ha. That joke gets funnier every time I visit, you big menace. Danny sneered, and made a beeline to the giant bookcase that made up the majority of the bottom of the tower. Dan followed lazily, eyebrows raised in vague interest as Danny began tearing through the neat rows. Someone has their panties in a twist today. What's the matter, spooks? Dragon got your tongue? Dan's mocking tone made Danny freeze and look back at him. Dan laughed at the murderous glare he was being given taking a long sip from his mug. Oh, calm down, Danny boy. You and Plasmius's dick-measuring contest has the whole magic underground of Amity buzzing. Why? asked Danny, as he turned back to the books with a frown. Of course, everyone wanted in his business when it was about something stupid. If you must know, peacekeeper. Danny rolled his eyes at the title. Most people are making bets about you two. All kinds of bets. Dan cooed and moved to lean on the bookcase next to Danny's left elbow, watching with almost perfectly disguised interest. What are you looking for? One, betting about us doing anything is stupid because I'm not going to do anything until my theory is disproved. Two, I'm looking for Clockwork's Draconology tome, the ones he had me... A flash of fire made Danny flinch before a heavy black book was shoved in his hands. Danny released an excited breath and hurried past Dan to one of the many desks pushed up against the walls, Dan following along with a small smile at the younger man's single-minded focus. Carefully moving a little novelty frog clock that played Live in La Vida Loca every hour to the side, Danny placed the tome down and pulled out his phone. Table of context, anatomy, mating habits, hunting patterns, there. Draconic magic and its common uses, page 201. Some of the pages cut along Danny's fingers as he hastily flipped through the pages, eyebrows drawn together in concentration. The page at the beginning of the chapter was filled with a false stained glass portrait of a pink dragon woman holding a glowing red rose. Why is this text so damn tiny? Dan gave a barked laugh at Danny's quiet complaint, dragging a wooden desk chair to sit backwards on it, 
taking another slow drag from his mug. To piss you off personally, kid. Shut up. Danny straightened as he got to the beginning of the text, eyebrows furrowing further. His finger dragged the bottom of the text as he read aloud. Dragons, especially those of greater power, can manipulate their forms at great lengths. Most have two forms, their draconic and a humanoid one. Although the humanoid one is quite similar to humans in nature, it still has elements of the dragon's true nature, such as its skin, horns, and wings. But those of draconic origin, who have been alive a very long time, referred to as grand dragons, can create another, truer human form. This humanoid form is completely indistinguishable from normal humans. Smaller and missing the defining characteristics of normal dragons, it allows the great dragons to blend seamlessly with human society at no cost of potential ridicule and hunting. Danny groaned and rubbed his mouth with a hand before waving it towards the page. This doesn't help me. It doesn't explain how there's two of them. Dan gave a bored hum and leaned forward to flip the page, tapping a sharp black claw at another passage. Does it help to know great dragons can duplicate themselves? What? Danny leaned back down hurriedly and grabbed the book to read. Blah blah blah, dark magic and its uses, necrotic applications. Oh god. Great dragons with immense control of their abilities may even duplicate themselves. The duration of the split is dictated by the strength of said dragon's magic. Danny slowly sunk down to sit on the floor at Dan's feet, thoughts racing like dragonflies in his head. His hand came up to his mouth, teeth sinking into the meat of his thumb as he tried to catch the swarming insects that were in his brain cells. Oh gods, Vlad isn't going to mate Plasmius. He is Plasmius, Danny murmured, horrified into the air. Dan raised a brow at him and hummed, reaching out to flick his ear, unsympathetic to Danny's world crumbling around him. Took you long enough on that one, bud, he murmured and took another drink, frowning at his empty mug. What are you going to do now? Confront him about it? That was a tempting idea. Danny knew a few spells to dispel magical glamours, It'd be easy to get rid of the duplicate the moment it stepped inside of the house. He could rig it when he got home, strengthen it by letting the rune sit, then have Vlad, Plasmius, whoever, explain himself. But... Danny couldn't help but wonder why exactly Vlad, Plasmius, whoever, would go through such great lengths to keep himself separate, to make a friendship with his parents, to teach Danny to be a friend to him. His crush aside, Danny felt a dark pang of guilt at the idea of exposing Vlad so cruelly. And looking back, Plasmius's teasing was almost the same taunting Vlad threw at him during training. As Plasmius, he didn't have to restrain himself around Danny. Sighing, Danny stood and brushed his jeans off. No. No, I'm not. I'm gonna go have dinner with him and my parents. If he wanted to tell us, he would've. It's not my secret to expose. He set his shoulders, hands stuffed into his pockets, as he glanced at Dan, who was watching him quietly. Don't tell Clock I was here? Dan snorted as he stood and ruffled Danny's hair, smile small and satisfied. You say that like he didn't already know you were coming. Have fun at that festival tomorrow, he teased as he picked up the Draconology tome, books heavy on the hardwood as the hellhound headed back for the bookshelves. 
Danny stuck his tongue out at the hellhound's back and opened a portal, heart pounding as he stepped through. Leaves crunched under his boot as he exited the portal into his house's backyard patio. He closed the portal with a wave and shook his hands out, jaw set as he looked at the door. Ready or not, Plasmius, I know your secret. I just hope you trust me enough to tell me, either tonight or tomorrow, Danny murmured as he entered the house, the screen door clicking slowly on the doorframe behind him. There you are, Danny. Can you help me with this? Jazz called to him from the kitchen. His hands twitched at the call, and he gave a small smile. Coming, Jazz, he called back, helping Jazz dutifully. Until the doorbell rang at exactly eight. Vlad was, if nothing else, punctual. Danny took a steadying breath as he set the table, jaw set. Showtime. Chapter 3 The tension at the table was, despite the efforts of Jack, Maddie, and Jazz, so thick not even the Fright Night's blade could cut through it. Danny stabbed his fork through the lovely ratatouille his sister had made, eyes locked onto Plasmuses as he raised the fork slowly. The dragon and Danny had been in a veritable staring contest ever since they had all sat down. Vlad had simply watched them both calmly, patting his mouth clean quietly. So, Badger... Plasmius the first to break the stalemate, claws tapping along the white tablecloth. Masters tells me you've turned twenty this year. Danny clenched his jaw and shot an annoyed look at Vlad, which surprised the older man visibly. He looked back to meet the dragon's eyes, pushing a piece of squash around his plate. I did. Do you and him talk a lot, Plasmius? About magic? About our lessons? Plasmius's eyebrows twitched above his eyes and... God, how did no one else figure it out? The similarity was driving Danny insane, and frankly pissing him off the longer they sat there. He did mention you're a particularly skilled medium, as well as an accomplished mage, though he mentioned he didn't teach you a lot of what you already know. Keeping secrets? Are you? Danny couldn't help but snap. Jack took this as an opportunity to raise his glass quickly. A wide smile spread across his face to try and bring the mood up. Plasmius, buddy, you must be excited. Plasmius blinked from his snarl at Danny and turned his head toward Jack, golden earrings twinkling together. Excited? Yeah, about moonlight tomorrow. V-Man tells us you've got your eye on someone this year. Jack gave a broad laugh, clasping Jazz hard on the back and making her cough. We were hoping to get a little look at who it may be. Now, Jack, it's impolite to pry about this sort of thing, Maddie murmured to Jack with a hand on her husband's arm. She shot Danny a scalding glare that gave, if you don't stop being rude to our guest, I'll feed you to him, vibes. Vlad waved his hands toward the married couple, eyebrows raised in a friendly smile on his face. Now, now, Madeline, I'm sure Plasmius can spare some insight. It's only fair to you. He shot a glance to Plasmius, who huffed and leaned back. Danny would almost be impressed with how well Vlad's duplicity magic was, if he wasn't so pissed off about it. Well, Jack, if you must know, it's someone I've had my eye on for a few years now. Danny gave a mean-spirited scoff and rolled his eyes, leaning back and waving his hand in a lazy circle in the air. 
Must be hard to find someone, what with being a fucking fossil and all. Is it considered grave robbing for you if they're, what, fifty? Danny! Excuse us, Lord Plasmius. Jazz grabbed Danny by the ear and yanked him up with a pained yelp. Out to the back patio she dragged him, pushing him in front of her and standing in front of the door with crossed arms. Look, I don't know what kind of super-secret peacekeeper stuff is going on with you today, but you being a nasty brat to Lord Plasmius isn't going to bring anybody any good. She reached out and gently touched his cheek, eyebrows pulled up in concern. What's going on, Danny? Danny sighed and sagged his defensive stance, lifting a hand to cover Jazz's and pressing his mouth to her palm. I can't tell you. I would if I could. But it's not my secret to tell, you know? But it's something that, well, makes me feel really betrayed, and like I wasn't being taken as seriously as I thought I was. It makes me feel like I'm still just that dumb kid nobody told anything to because they thought he wouldn't understand. Arms wrapped around him and pulled him into a hug. Jazz's huge cable-knit sweater smelling of cinnamon and Italian herbs. Danny sighed and wrapped his arms around her, squeezing gently. I think I'll get Mom and Dad and Vlad away for a minute. You need to talk to Lord Plasmia civilly, okay? Danny nodded and pulled away with a breath, smiling at Jazz while shoving his hands in his pockets. Thanks, Jazz. I will. Jazz snorted and ruffled his hair fondly, smoothing the white streak along his fringe. That's what big sisters are for, Danny. Back inside they went, Jack in the middle of some elaborate story about a fishing trip he'd taken last month. Danny slid into his seat with a smile and picked his fork back up. He glanced up, surprised to see Plasmius was watching him with Vlad's soft, concerned face. Upon noticing Danny watching, however, it quickly morphed back into his bored, haughty sneer, an eyebrow-raising. Done being a brat? Plasmius whispered across to him, one large hand cupping his bearded chin and resting his elbow on the table. You have horrible manners around invited guests, boy. Danny sighed and worked his jaw face schooled into a serious, no-nonsense peacekeeper face. I need to talk to you after dinner in the kitchen, Lord Plasmius, if you'll permit it. He got out through gritted teeth. The formality made Plasmius's eyes narrow. All right, Badger, I'll indulge you. He huffed and turned back to Jack as the large man stood to gesture better. Danny sighed in relief and glanced at Vlad. The older medium... Dragon, Danny forcefully corrected in his head, was only half watching Danny's father rustle around the dining room. His face may have been turned towards Jack, but his head was tilted towards Danny, and Plasmius to his left. Danny bit his lip and worried it between his teeth, heart throbbing painfully in his chest. It should have been illegal for Vlad to be so attractive in both his forms. Danny was mad, there was no denying that but his feelings for Vlad, and by extension Plasmius, were making him soft around the edges. Six years of training and being under the man's wing, feeling his power and knowing how much power he had was intoxicating. As mad as he was, Danny didn't want to lose Vlad as a friend, at least. As an equal. That's what had started his attraction to Vlad, wasn't it? How the older man, despite everything, had never made Danny feel lesser, not really. 
Every correction, every lesson, they'd all been with the purpose of making sure Danny wasn't alone with the voices of the dead like Vlad had been. They'd been to strengthen them as a duo, as an unstoppable pair for the protection of their land. Vlad glanced up at Danny and gave him a small, reassuring smile. Danny couldn't help the way his cheeks pinkened and scowled, looking back down at his food. This was a difficult situation. There's no telling how Plasmus, Vlad, would react to Danny telling him he knew. For all Danny knew, Plasmus could simply kill him and get rid of the body. The thought instantly turned sour in his mouth. Vlad would never do that. Not to him. At least... Danny hoped not. Dinner ended not soon after, unfortunately. Danny stood as Maddie went to gather the plates, smiling sheepishly. Why don't you let me clean up, Mom, for being so rude earlier? Maddie gave a delighted coo, patting his cheek. It's so sweet of you, Danny. All right, Lord Plasmius, would you like... Actually, Madeline, if you don't mind. Plasmius stood and nodded towards Danny. Hands clasped behind his back. I think I'd like to talk to Danny, if that's all right. We were both rather at each other's throats tonight, and I'd like to help him as an apology. It won't take very long, I promise. Maddie hummed and opened her mouth, but thankfully Jazz caught on quickly. She caught both her parents by the wrist and started them towards the living room, chattering about some class at the local college she'd just finished enrolling in. Vlad was left slowly standing and smoothing down his pressed cotton dress shirt. He looked between Plasmius and Danny slowly, eyes dark and unreadable. Be nice, won't you? To whom he was talking wasn't specified, and he turned to follow Danny's family into the living room. Plasmius followed Danny into the kitchen, leaning against the fridge as Danny placed the dishes into the sink's basin to roll up his shirt sleeves. Look, Danny started, as he turned on the hot water and lathered up a sponge, slowly picking up a plate to scrub away at the sauce clinging to it. I'm going to ask you some things, and I want you to be honest with me. Please. If you ask me anything, which I don't really think you will, I'll answer you honestly, too. But I just... Danny sighed and shook his head. Don't be mad at me. Please. Plasmius softened and uncrossed his arms head tilted towards the boy. All right. I can't promise I won't be mad, but I will work through that anger and will not try to take it out on you. Deal? Danny nodded and rinsed the plate off, placing it in the rack above the dish towel on the counter. Good. All right. Here goes. He took a deep, steadying breath, anxiety twisting its ugly claws in his throat and making cold dread spread deep within his chest. How long have you been masking as Vladimir Masters? The sound of the water just rushing was the only sound in the kitchen, save for the pounding of Danny's heartbeat in his ears. Jeet radiated from the dragon on his right, the dragon Danny couldn't bear to look at. The sound of Plasmius walking towards him made Danny flinch, ready for yelling, violence. Instead, Plasmius simply picked up a dry dish towel and began to dry the dishes already on the rack eyes half-lidded. You were always smarter than everyone gave you credit for, Daniel, myself included, the dragon murmured quietly. Danny was frozen next to him, hot water scalding his hands as he held another plate under the stream. 
A quick glance up showed Plasmius' jaw working slightly, as he chose his next words carefully, eyebrows drawn low over his eyes. Eventually, he turned his gaze towards Danny, ruby eyes glimmering in the low yellow light on above the stove next to them. I first made that form after my mate, Katya, died. Plasmius dried the plate Danny handed him slowly. It allowed me to go to her funeral without backlash from the local village at the time. This was right after Amity Park was built, mind you. The name came easily as well. My first name is Vladimir Masters Plasmius, which almost no one knows anyway. Danny swallowed and looked back to the sink. The long, settled grief in Vlad's tone made Danny ache for him, made him want to join the grieving for a woman long since dead. He picked up a glass instead. That makes sense, from what I read. What about going to college with my parents? Didn't that mess up your draconic duties? Plasmius snorted, wings shifting themselves on his back like one would shift the weight of their legs. No, I don't really have any duties as Plasmius. Other deities, like your clockwork, basically rule the little areas in my territory. I meet with them every, what, month? I was, well, bored. I actually befriended your father first, you know. Danny looked up at Vlad in surprise, smile spreading slowly. No fucking way. Language, Plasmius huffed, and put the rag down to lean against the counter, arms crossed. But yes, we met at a local farmer's market where his family was selling this, frankly, irresistible cheesecake. Somehow we were inseparable. As annoying as I sometimes found him, your father did well to drag me from my... darker moods. Then I met your mother. Madeline was... well, everything Katya was, if I'm being honest. Strong-willed, smart, radiant red hair, and that attitude that if she didn't have something she wanted, she'd simply take it. Plasmius sighed and shook his head, jaw working. After we graduated, I had to return to my homeland for a while to assist my sister with protecting her territory. I was gone for... God's... years, only to come back to Moonlight and make a fool of myself. He rolled his broad shoulders, eyes leveling on Danny slowly. I know you hated Plasmius, me, for... what was it? Trying to get with your very married mother? Danny went red and ducked his head turning the water off and drying his hands with a paper towel. But I had no idea she was married. I only learned as masters the next morning. Danny felt his anger from before fizzle out inside him. Oh. Oh, man. He'd hated this guy for years for a mistake. Man, he felt like such an asshole. He groaned aloud to convey this point. Another realization smacked him in the face, mortifying him further. You asshole! He slumped against the sink, poking Plasmius in the chest. You let me vent to Masters about how much of an asshole I thought you were. I was saying all that to your face the whole time. No wonder you'd have that... that little smile. Laughter filled the kitchen, warm-hearted and so, so familiar. A soothing blanket that wrapped Danny up in its embrace, making his inside flutter and twist. That I did, little badger. I thought it was funny and ironic. Forgive me for my bit of fun. 
A large hand reached forward to ruffle his hair slowly, brushing his fringe from his face before cupping his cheek in his palm. Plasmius's skin was warm and dry, the scales along his wrist like glittering rubies along his dark skin. Danny couldn't help but lean into the touch, breath caught in his throat. Why did you hide this from me? The words whispered between them hung heavy in anticipation of the answer, and Danny hated how absolutely vulnerable they made him seem. Plasmius's swallow was loud in the room, his thumb rubbing along Danny's temple slowly. I've been living this double life for so long, I, I was terrified to reveal it, to let you know that I was the man you hated. I couldn't stand the thought of you hating me. Danny snorted and reached up to punch Plasmius's shoulder with a slow smile. All right, you big fucking sap, he murmured and stepped back, hands shoved in his pockets. I forgive you, only because you've been, well, a really good friend to me and a great teacher. He murmured and looked away, face heating up. I guess I was so mad because I thought you trusted me more, saw me as an equal, you know? Oh, Daniel. The soft, sad reverence in Plasmius's voice made Daniel look up into his eyes. Whatever made you think otherwise? What? Danny asked quietly, unable to force his voice higher than a whisper as Plasmius walked forward, trapping him along the wall. This was dangerous, unfair to Danny, and the telltale heart thudding an uneven beat in his chest. You've always been my equal, even when you were just starting, a little star amongst a deadly, dark galaxy that dared to glow and shine even brighter. You, you're a sun, bright and so unfairly better than me. I've always thought of you with my utmost, purest respect and reverence. You are resplendent, evervescent even. Plasmius caged Danny against the wall with his arms and leaned down, down, to be face to face with him, eyebrows drawn together and smiling softly at the younger man. I trust you with my life, and then some. I only hope you will do the same with me. Danny couldn't breathe, couldn't think. Too many emotions swirled in his head, heart pounding so loud he was sure his parents and the whole town could hear. Overwhelmed, ice started to spread from his hands onto the wall, spreading fast and jagged along it. Plasmius noticed and moved back quickly with an awkward laugh that fit Vlad better than it did the hulking dragon, smoothing his hands along his shirt. Well, now that that little heart-to-heart -heart is out of the way, the dragon gestured to the door with a tilt of his head, I think we've been gone long enough. Danny gave a dumb nod and pushed forward. At the door, he turned back to Plasmius with a hum, eyes cast toward the floor so as not to meet his eye. Um... Vlad? Thank you, he murmured and turned back, back relaxing at Plasmius's pleased hum. Of course, little badger, Plasmius murmured quietly back, with a soft touch to Danny's upper back, and led them both back to the living room. Jazz looked up at the two as they entered the living room, mouthing to Danny with a thumbs up to ask if everything was okay. Danny sat next to her with a nod and a smile, glancing over to Vlad. Vlad glanced between him and Plasmius to keep up appearances, but gave an approving look to Danny, his pleased smile sending a flush of happy warmth through Danny. 
Good. He'd done good. That repeated through his head as the evening winded down to a close, and the two lads left, Jazz trailing behind them with an approving smile at Danny. It raced in his head as Danny got ready for bed, and followed him into his dreams. Unfortunately, as the morning of moonlight dawned, the feeling left with a sudden thought that made Danny almost drop his mug of coffee that morning. If Plasmus wasn't going to ask Vlad to be his mate, who was he going to ask? Chapter 4 The morning of moonlight was crisp and cool, the forecasted blue skies and sunshine making it pleasant, but chill enough that only a light jacket was required to stay warm. I still can't believe Plasmius is really Vlad, or rather, Vlad's really Plasmius. Sam placed her box of lovingly packaged protection charms down carefully on the cobbled street next to Danny's booth, standing with a wince as her back cracked. Right? Though I guess it is a good con in the long run. Makes it easier to meet your own demands. Completely blows our theories out of the water, though. Tucker sat heavily on the hay bales to the left of the booth, placing the trio's cups of coffee on the wobbly white pop-up table. What it doesn't explain is who he's going to ask to be his mate tonight, Danny lamented, adjusting himself on the stool he was on. Clear duct tape looped around his wrist as he hung up the flickering plastic pumpkin lights along the sign above his booth. Stepping down, Danny wiped his brow and looked up at the sign with his hands on his hips. It read in shimmery green letters, stark against its black background, Fenton Charms and Wards, in his sister's loopy, lovely handwriting. Turning to the rest of the street from where the little stall was pressed back against the side of a coffee shop, Danny took a deep breath of the brisk fall air. People were already wandering between the plentiful stalls, pumpkins dotted along the path giving a lovely pop of color to the gray cobblestone. Fall was Danny's absolute favorite season, and now that his weird hatred and avoidance of Plasmius was over, he could enjoy all Amity had to offer for autumn. Well, we have plenty of time to worry about that, Tucker chirped, slinging an arm around Danny with a bright grin. His normal clunky black frames replaced with bright orange atrocities with small black spider webs painted on them. For now, I say we focus on the Moonlight Festival in all its glory. Sam slung her arm around Danny's other shoulder, her spiderweb shawl tickling Danny's cheek as she snorted. Yeah, point. Vlad can wait an hour or two. I want those vegan candy apples they have down there. A six-legged monster they were stepping and tripping over themselves with delight as they wandered the straight path. Food in hand and laughter echoing between the three, Danny felt his anxiety from the past day or two fade. I really do love you guys, he told his friends as they perched back on the hay next to his family's stall, watching across the field as Jack and Maddie loaded up some first graders on the back of his father's giant pickup truck. That's pretty sappy, Dan's. Sam punched his shoulder with a smile, eyebrows raised. Danny snorted and rubbed his arm, eyes half-closed. Yeah, man, you all right? Tucker tilted his head at them, hugging his knees to his chest. Leaning back against the pole that held the tarp above his stall, Danny gave a quiet nod. Yeah, just... sometimes I take you guys for granted, and I'm getting the feeling I don't tell you enough, you know? Nodding, Tucker and Sam scooted closer and wrapped an arm around Danny both. We love you too, Danny, 
Tucker murmured quietly. They all sat in pretty comfortable silence until the alarm on Danny's phone started going off. He sighed and picked it up. 4 p.m. Well, that's my cue. You guys enjoy the rest of Moonlight. Danny jumped off the bale and moved to the inside of the stall, sitting firmly in the pop-up chair he'd brought, a quilt tucked around his legs. Sam moved around the front as Tuck waved and headed back towards the food trucks. I'll bring you some coffee at around eight, all right? Danny waved a hand with a smile, adjusting the layout of the charms as he put them out. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Hope you find some creepy books you like. With a smile, Sam was gone. Danny slowly brought out a small leather-bound notebook he'd bought at one of the stalls, biting the end of the pen he'd also bought. The pages quickly filled with everything he knew of Lad, every Draconology fact he remembered, and every history detail the older man told him during their sparring lessons. He used magic to make small stickers of both Vlad and Plasmius's face to put on the page before leaning back with a self-satisfied nod. I should have journaled all this magic stuff early, he admitted to himself with a huff, tapping the pen on the page before closing it. Customers kept him busy for a few hours buying up the protection wards, along with a few attraction charms sold to a few younger people Danny remembered vaguely from high school. The excitement around Plasmius's arrival was palpable in the air. Energy, emotions, and pheromones mixed in the air and made Danny scrunch his nose as his magic responded with a flare. He hated being so sensitive to the changes in people, the buzz of it all making his hand shake. That and the excess of sugar he had consumed the past hour ago. His stomach growled and Danny scowled down at it, looking up quickly at the sound of crisp footsteps toward his booth. He couldn't hold his fond smile eyebrow raised as he leaned forward with crossed arms. Shouldn't you be preparing for his almighty Plasmius's arrival, Mare Masters? Vlad rolled his eyes at Danny's sarcastic quip, slowly placing down a to-go container in front of the young medium. Always with the droll humor, Daniel, and here I am trying to be nice. The container was open to show Danny two stuffed peppers still steaming and warm. The container was pushed in front of Danny, who swallowed the saliva gathering in his mouth. Thanks, Vlad. This smells really good. He shot a beaming smile up to his mentor, who huffed through his nose and clasped his hands behind his back, as pompous as always. I can't have you starving here all night. Do you have anything to drink besides coffee? The mayor asked, gesturing to the to-go cup at his side. Danny hummed, mouth already stuffed with food. He swallowed thickly and nodded leaning back in his chair. Uh, yeah, hold on. He pulled out the backpack he'd stuffed under the chair and quilt, hauling it out onto his lap. Inside were four Monster Energy cans and his switch, plus another jacket on the bottom. Danny showed Vlad the item smugly, slumping at Vlad's nose crunching up in dissatisfaction. No, absolutely not. I'll be back, Vlad huffed and stalked out. Danny leaned to watch him in confusion, but shrugged and put the bag down again to keep eating, the rice and cheese and the peppers melting in his mouth. Here. Three water bottles appeared in front of Danny, who looked up to see Vlad digging in his wallet, eyebrows furrowed. And I would like one of your good luck charms. Danny slowly put the empty container in the portable trash can under his table and nodded, quickly wrapping up the little good luck charm, which was woven into a pretty twine bracelet, 
and stuffed it into the little gift baggies he'd been packing the charms in. I don't need you to baby me, Vlad. A few energy drinks can't kill me. You know that. Danny murmured as he handed over the bag slowly. I know that, but you'll still feel the negative side effects of so much sugar and caffeine. Vlad reached out to take the bag. Both men stiffened as their fingers touched, Danny taking in a sharp breath at the touch. It felt electric with the pent-up magic Danny was putting off, and how it sparked with Vlad's own. Their eyes met a moment, and Danny felt pinned in place by the unreadable darkness in Vlad's eyes, his own wide. The click of his throat was surprisingly loud in the bustle of the festival around them. That'll be four dollars, Danny whispered, the spell broken by his soft words. Vlad fumbled as he took out the cash and placed it down in front of Danny, eyebrows furrowed. Of course, and remember again to drink your water. I hope you'll come to my moonlight speech later. By his, he meant, of course, Plasmius. Plasmius made a speech each year congratulating the town and basically wishing a good harvest and all that. Danny nodded dumbly and watched Vlad walk away. Sam, steady to her word as always, swung by at eight to bring coffee to Danny and to signal it was time to pack up his stall. She stuck around to help put the money and extra charms in a lockbox in the back of Jazz's car. Tucker joined them and gestured to the center of the festival, where a crowd started to gather. We should probably go to that, huh? Sam nodded, hands in the pockets of her plum jumpsuit. Yeah, that speech should be where Plasmus is going to tell us his pick for a mate. Danny frowned again and crossed his arms as they walked, eyebrows furrowed. You guys still think he'll pick Vlad, maybe? Jealous? Tucker winced, as Sam punched him solidly in the shoulder with a roll of her eyes. Picking Vlad makes sense, but from what you told us of your little fight in front of Town Hall, it seems he has bigger plans, Sam murmured to Danny as the trio settled closer to the stage. Danny cupped his hands protectively around his coffee with a slow sip. He'd chugged a water bottle already after feeling guilty about Vlad buying it for him, so the coffee wasn't as appealing as it would have been. The idea of Vlad picking someone random made his coffee turn to ash in his mouth. Tucker's jealousy comment wasn't too far off after all, and that's what pissed Danny off the most. He had no reason to act like a jealous girlfriend over Vlad at all. His affections were, and always would be, one-sided. This was just one of the many things in life Danny couldn't let himself have. The sound of giant wings flapping and the crowd cheering jolted Danny out of his stupor. How ironic now that the sight of Plasmius's giant red and blue form filled him with glee, when just yesterday it filled him with rage. Love is a hell of a drug. Raising their hands to shield themselves from the heat and light of Plasmius's transformation, the trio turned back to see Vlad and Plasmius standing proud next to each other, despite Plasmius standing two heads taller than the mayor. Wow, they really do look alike. How'd we not see it before? Tucker mumbled, and yelped as Sam elbowed and shushed him, Plasmius spreading his arms to the crowd. Wow was right in one aspect. While Vlad had looked business casual in his black slacks and red button-down, Plasmius had gone full royal core aesthetic. A long black coat dangling off his shoulders, with golden designs tracing along the chest panels. A billowy, almost see-through baby blue shirt tucked themselves into slate-gray pair of dress pants black combat boots laced up to the knee. 
The whole look was topped off by a shimmery gold crown nestled between his jewelry-covered horns, his long black hair tied back in a high pony that was swept over his left shoulder. A king to his people, the ruler of Danny's heart, supreme captain of the Green Bay Packers fan club. Citizens of Amity Park, Vlad's deep voice rolled along the crowd like an ocean to settle it into a calm murmur. I would like to give thanks firstly to the Department of Event Planning for this wonderfully successful Moonlight Festival. Once again, we welcome Lord Plasmus to our city, to shower him with riches for his blessing and guidance. As you all know, however, it is the turn of a decade, which means Lord Plasmus shall be seeking a mate tonight. Actually, Mayor. Plasmus stepped forward, his voice loud enough with magic that he didn't need the microphone Vlad held loosely. I already have one in mind. The murmur of the crowd rose up once more into a questioning uproar. Danny wanted to throw up. But... The dragon raised a hand to stop the crowd's noise, wings shifting along his back. I will let the night progress before I announce my choice. I wish to mingle. This is a party, is it not? Sam's hand on Danny's upper back kept him steady, and a shaky sip of his coffee was the only thing keeping him up. He didn't want to see this. Dragging it out was cruel. Too cruel. He turned and started to push through the crowd, Sam and Tucker right behind him. The crowd behind them broke to a start on the local bands playing, the sound reaching the trio as they sat in the pumpkin field close by. Tucker spread out the quilt Danny had been using as a blanket, and they all sat in comfortable silence. You okay, Danny? Sam asked softly, hand going to touch his back gently. Danny sighed and nodded, slamming down his cold coffee with a grimace. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy he found someone he likes enough to want them to be his mate. I just wish he trusted me enough to tell me who it is. Tucker flicked an ant off his pants with a thoughtful hum, eyebrows raised. If a guy trusts you enough to call you whatever effervescent is, I'm surprised he wouldn't tell you too, to be honest. Sam turned her head to Danny with furrowed brows. Wait, wait, what did he call you? Right, you were grabbing boxes and got the base version of the story. He called me a lot of fancy stuff. Effervescent, resplendent, radiant also called me a bright star in a pitch-dark galaxy or something. Danny sighed and put his chin in his hands. I didn't understand half of it, but it made me feel better. Sam just stared at Danny for a moment. Gods. Gods, he was so utterly dumb. Okay, Tucker and I are gonna go get food. Wait here. Sam stood and grabbed Tucker, who protested weakly at being dragged up and away. With a shiver, Danny tugged his jacket from his bag and wrapped it around himself. Another water bottle in hand, he laid back to look at the shining stars in peace. He could pick out the constellations clockwork had taught him, and felt the push and pull of the spirits around him just... existing. It was truly peaceful, and Danny felt comforted by the noises of still-alive crickets in the dark. The sound of heavy footsteps made him furrow his eyebrows and sit up, head tilted towards where they sounded and the direction of the festival was still taking place. Plasmius was trudging towards him carefully, 
hands clenched into loose fists at his side as he watched where he was going so he wouldn't step on any pumpkins. He looked up and softened as he saw Danny. Ah, there you are. May I sit next to you? Danny swallowed and nodded, scooting so Plasmius could fold himself gracefully to sit on his knees next to the boy. The heat radiating off of Vlad made him hum and scoot a tiny bit closer as the man watched the scant few fireflies still awake blink their way across the field. Daniel, Plasmius murmured, hands slowly moving to grab Danny's wrist, making the younger man startle a bit. It seems my words have been taken wrongly by you, as pointed out by your friends. Amusement alighted the dragon's words and Danny finally let himself look up at him. Plasmius was smiling softly down at him, a softness to his feature that made Danny's breath steal away. The dragon's thumb rubbed along Danny's bony knuckles softly, and Danny had to swallow down the lump in his throat that threatened to suffocate him. What do you mean? he asked roughly, hands clenching and unclenching in a fruitless effort to expel the anxious energy building. When I called you my equal. Dread flooded into Danny's chest freezing him in place. Oh gods. Oh gods, Plasmius really did think of him as just some dumb kid. He was stupid to think. I meant it in the purest extent of the word, the way two lovers are equal to each other. What? Huh? Excuse me? Perhaps we should talk about this somewhere a tad more comfortable. Standing and moving away a bit, a flash of heat and dull red light swirled around Plasmius. After blinking a few times, the giant dragon bent his head down to Danny, nuzzling him with his soft nose. Plasmius's head was the size of two Dannys alone. Danny's curiosity spared him no chance to say no to the obvious invitation to ride a whole-ass fucking dragon. Slinging his bag on his shoulders and quickly flinging the quilt over his shoulders, he used Vlad's forearm to climb onto his back settling into the divot between his wings. Do hold on, my boy, Plasmius purred, wings unfurling and beating. Danny had to hunch down and hold on to the edge of a few scales during liftoff. When they were sailing, however, Danny pulled his head up and promptly had his breath taken from him. Oh, wow. The valley was spread out below them in startling shades of crimson, gold, honey. Rivers cut through candy-colored forests, and the city's lights shimmered like fireflies on the dark ground. The clock tower on the outskirts shimmered like gold. Danny could swear he saw Dan and Clockwork on the terrace outside waving. Of course they were. Enjoying the view, little badger? Plasmius's voice struck him from his awe and quickly shifted. Yeah, you're pretty lucky to get to see this all the time. Danny had to yell to be heard over the wind unsure if the dragon even heard him, but the pleased chuckle his amazement earned him assured him he had been. It didn't take very long until the dragon's home appeared. Where what used to be a grandiose castle now stood a strikingly modern mansion, built in dark gray bricks. Of course, a few things still stood in reminder. The walls around the entirety, along with the tower surrounded by a big, massive, seemingly rosebush-filled garden but the building itself and the paved loop around driveway were obviously modern and well-maintained. Being mayor must have some pretty good perks. Landing in the clearing that the driveway looped around, 
Danny was let down softly into the grass. He faced the front of the mansion as Plasmius transformed back, letting out a low whistle as the pure extravagance of the building. Impressed, Daniel? Plasmius, hand on his back, made him jump in turn, stepping back with a tiny nervous chuckle. Well, yeah, it's huge and expensive. Plasmius laughed at that and slowly led Danny inside with a hand on his shoulder. The entryway was decorated with pleasant dark green walls and white, spotless floors. Danny felt a ping of jealousy that his white floors were somehow more clean than Danny's parents' brown carpet that didn't get clean no matter how many times it was vacuumed and shampooed. He was led to a brilliant living room and sat down on a huge, plush, black leather couch. Plasmus smoothed the hand down his jacket and scowled before turning back to Danny. I'll be a moment. I need to change. Make yourself comfortable. With that, he was gone with the pristine click of his boots echoing down the wood-floored hallway. Danny took off his jacket and tossed both it and his quilt over the edge of the couch. His backpack was set on the ground and his sneakers unlaced to be placed to the side. A large fireplace faced him, already flickering with a pleasantly pink flame. Above it sat a giant TV, turned off. Danny stood to pace the length of the room, noting the lack of any kinds of personal pictures. He rubbed his arms slowly, not cold, but instead unsure of what exactly to do, or to say. Normally, he had more to say, more in his head, but Vlad always turned his head to fuzz. Usually, he had more brain power to function properly, but the revelations he'd made the past two days had thrown him for a loop. Ah, much better. Something wrong, Daniel? Danny turned and froze, jaw popping open slightly as his dick gave a very interested twitch in his jeans. Said sight was Plasmius with his hair tied back into a loose bun, shirtless save for the green and yellow sweatpants slung low on his hips, and, judging from the sizable bulge in his left leg, no underwear underneath. Danny had to close his mouth to make sure he didn't drool, quickly darting his eyes to the mayor's relaxed face instead. Definitely no looking at his fuzzy chest hair or that very, very tempting happy trail that covered his stomach. Nope, totally not, totally fine. Peachy fucking keen, Vladdy man. Danny immediately winced at the nickname. Stupid. Vlad hummed and moved to sit on the couch, patting the spot next to him for Danny to sit. Danny sighed and carefully placed himself next to Plasmius, knees pulled up to his chest and arms wrapped around them. Shouldn't you be down there picking your mate? Danny murmured after a minute of silence, the sound of the fireplace crackling pleasantly. The sound of Vlad laughing made Danny snap his head towards him. Unlike the other day, the laugh wasn't mocking, though the dragon did have to wipe a tear of mirth away. Gods, boy, you are dense, aren't you? Plasmius was pressing in and, oh god, Danny realized just a second too late, Vlad's mouth was hot against his, and the clawed hands gripping his head made Danny feel fuzzy, 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 his hands scrambling to grip the mayor's shoulders desperately. His mouth opened easily to Vlad's propping tongue, eyes closing as a wistful whine verberated between them. Plasmius hauled the boy on his lap to straddle his thick thighs, one hand slipping down to cradle Danny's lower back gently. Danny poured as much of his longing into the kiss as possible, tongue tracing along the mayor's fangs slowly. 
He sat back and pushed Plasmius firmly against the couch as he stripped off his shirt, flinging it off onto the floor. Yes, Danny hissed as he drug his nails bluntly through Vlad's chest hair, leaning back to take a good look at Plasmius flustered under him. I accept your fucking mateship, Fruit Loop. Oh, thank gods, Plasmius murmured to himself, and sat up to grab Danny by his waist, standing and tossing him over his shoulder. Danny spluttered and pushed a wing out to avoid it hitting his face. The wing stayed half-extended behind them as Vlad rushed to the stairs, taking two at a time. Danny couldn't help but laugh at the older man's excitement, happiness building over in his chest like champagne bubbles. World suddenly spinning, Danny grunted as he landed on a large, fluffy bed. He sat up and slowly blinked in awe. The room was huge and half-circular, windows lining the circular wall. What seemed to be a tarot reading table sat closer to the windows on the left, and a divot in the ground sat snugly at the right, very similar to the one in Clockwork's tower. The wallpaper was a dark, dark blue with golden star patterns, and the ceiling glowed with the dark stars lining it. Danny realized something, and then an indescribable feeling clenched in his chest. His eyes settled on a seemingly anxious Plasmia standing at the foot of the bed. You made me my own room? Denny whispered into the dark room, a soft glow casted by the moon lamp on one side of the black bedside tables. Do you like it? I know we'd more often than not sleep in the same bed, but I figured it would be nice to have your own personal space. Gods know that I enjoy having my own safe place to rest if I want to be alone. Vlad? Yes, Badger? You need to come here and fuck me right now before I start crying. Oh. Plasmius smiled sharp and wide, and gods, it was unfair how much Danny was in love with this stupid-ass old man. Plasmius crawled up the bed slowly, his grin morphing into more of a smirk as his hand slid up Danny's jeans, one hand cupping him roughly through his pants and making Danny whine. That eager for me, boy? Gods, shut up, Danny grunted and lifted his hips to help Vlad get his jeans off, his dick bulging out almost obscenely through his briefs. Plasmius cooed and pressed a warm kiss onto the thigh to his left, before pressing a sharp bite to the one on his right. Danny panted harshly and laid his head back, eyes slipping closed as Plasmius's kissing stayed firmly at his thighs. Going to mark you inside and out, Daniel. Make sure everyone knows who you belong to. Vlad's words were quiet against his thigh, almost like Danny wasn't actually meant to hear them. They made his cock jump in his underwear, and his legs spread. Danny's hand moved to start playing absentmindedly with his own nipples, pinching and pulling until the pink nubs turned red and puffy. I still can't believe you actually want me back. When did... when did that start? Danny sat up as Vlad tugged his underwear down and threw them down to the side. The dragon hummed in throat, rubbing Danny's cock along his cheek slowly, scales adding a little bump of texture that made Danny groan low in his chest. Well, that's... Did you truly think I tutored you from the good of my heart? Vlad frowned slightly, kissing the tip softly and lapping the bead of pre-cum that bubbled up from his slip delicately. I'm selfish and obsessive. When I first met you, I could feel the pull between us immediately. Our magic, our souls, 
drew us to each other in a way I couldn't ignore. Unfortunately, due to my own rules, I had to wait to officially announce my mateship plans. Probably for the best, if I'm honest. Danny's brows shot into his hair, and he whistled low. Wow. A little creepy, but I've heard way worse before. Guess my cradle robber comment was right. His smirk didn't last too long, as with an annoyed grunt, Vlad took his cock to the root, nose buried in his black curls. Danny's head pressed against the pillow with a strangled, loud cry. He almost slapped his hand over his mouth, anxious about his parents' hearing when he realized this wasn't his bedroom. He could be as loud as he wanted. Oh, fuck, Vlad, he gasped wantonly, legs wrapping around the dragon's neck loosely, hands shooting down to grip his large horns like handlebars. Vlad hummed his approval, smile obvious as he wrapped his wickedly long tongue around Danny's dick and slowly drew up with an almost obscene slurping noise. Always so good for me, aren't you? Vlad chuckled and moved, lifting one of Danny's knees to his chest and ordering him to hold it there. Danny did, turning his head to watch lazily as Vlad dug in the bedside table, idly stroking himself. That's sweet and all, but I really can't take you seriously in those fucking Packers sweatpants. Vlad rolled his eyes and climbed onto the bed again, dropping a brand new bottle of lube next to Danny's hip. And there's that oh-so-famous humor, brat. Vlad growled teasingly and spanked Danny's thigh he was holding up. The dragon hooked his thumb into a sweatpants band, slowly dragging them down sculpted muscle and thick thighs. The sight of his dick, thick and slightly tapered towards the purple tip, made Danny's mouth water. Vlad simply used magic to take them off, the pants flopping onto the ground next to Danny's clothes. Oh, wow. I'm certainly glad you enjoy it. Danny rolled his eyes at Vlad's smug tone and sat up to grab the dragon's beard in his fingers, tugging him down into another hated kiss. The dragon made a surprised noise, but towered over Danny, fumbling between them with lube while refusing to ease up in his exploration of Danny's mouth. The younger man gave a low moan as the feeling of that much longer-than-normal tongue slipped a bit toward down his... The younger man gave a low moan as the feeling of that much longer-than-normal tongue slipped a bit down his throat, stroking along the base of his own tongue. Huh. Definitely something that needed to be explored more. Danny could certainly think of a few exciting, better uses for the mare's mouth. The first slick press of thick fingers inside him made Danny gasp, moving his head away so he didn't choke on Vlad's tongue. Oh, fuck... That is the goal, my boy. Vlad's laugh made Danny's cheeks burn. Vlad set a steady rhythm with his first finger, soon adding another and another until he was jostling Danny's body against the bed with four of his fingers, other hand quickly jerking Danny off. Fuck, fuck! Oh, Vlad, come on, come on! Danny gasped and panted, sitting up and grabbing Vlad by the horns, toes curling where his legs were propped on the mare's thighs, I don't want to come yet, come on. The dragon smiled and slowed his brutal pace, pulling his fingers out slowly and wiping them on Danny's discarded underwear after lubing himself up. Yes, yes, I know you want to come on Daddy's cock, correct? 
Danny drew in a rushed breath through his teeth and nodded fast, lifting his knee again. Please, Daddy, I want it so fucking bad. Been wanting it for years. With a sharp cry, Danny threw his head forward to watch as Vlad grabbed his hips and pushed inside, slowly and steadily filling the young medium until he felt like his guts were about to burst. Yes, Vlad hissed out in pleasure. His eyes screwed tight as he hunched over Danny, long, inky hair piling over his shoulders and his wings spread out slightly in a brilliant scarlet display. You're so pretty, Danny couldn't help but murmur, his free hand shakily cupping the dragon's cheek. Vlad's eyes went wide and he let out a deep-seated purr, hips pulling back only to snap forward. Says you, Daniel, so strong and beautiful, a shining, shit, god amongst men. Vlad growled into Danny's ear as he pulled Danny half off the bed to start hammering into the younger man. Danny felt like he was going to go insane, eyes rolling up into the back of his head and mouth hanging open in pleasure. He was pretty sure he was drooling, too. Vlad's cock was thick, plugging him up snug with every harsh press inside. His orgasm was no surprise at all once Vlad leaned over to bite his peck gently, the slight sting of pain enough to send Danny over the edge. Vlad grinned sadistically and pulled Danny to the edge of the bed as he stood, hooking the boy's legs on the crooks of his arms. I have another surprise, Badger, Vlad purred out and lifted one leg to fold Danny in half. Danny's eyes widened as he felt the base of Vlad's dick shift and started to slowly inflate as he rocked his hips. Wait, wha- <sighs> Danny gasped loud as the final press of Vlad's cock inside him sealed him up, the dragon's knot throbbing as Vlad gave one final shudder. The heat of Vlad's cum made Danny melt against the bedspread with a purred moan. Vlad carefully picked up Danny and Danny's phone from his jean pocket and carried him to his own room for the night, moving carefully to keep them sealed. Danny fell asleep all warm and content, mind drifting. The morning came gently through Vlad's half-drawn black curtains. Danny sat up with a yawn and a stretch, giving a low groan at the pleasant ache that flashed through his hips. He noticed he's been cleaned up and smiled, picking up the note in Vlad's pristine writing that sat next to him on the bed. I have to go into town for a bit. I'll bring you back some of that pumpkin cappuccino you like. V. Laying back on the bed that smelled ridiculously like the mayor, Danny let himself smile goofily into the air. He picked up the buzzing phone on the nightstand, answering and placing the phone up. Happiest man in the world speaking. Shoot. He chirped into the receiver. Why the fuck didn't you tell me you and Plasmus were getting mated, Danny? Jazz's yell from the other end of the phone made Danny wince, and he closed his eyes with a sigh. He had a sinking feeling his peaceful day wasn't going to last very long. Oh well, he thought. C'est la vie and all that. Let's talk over lunch, yeah? He had a lot of explaining to do to his favorite sister, after all. I very much hope you enjoyed this story as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, be sure to follow or subscribe depending on the platform. And if you'd like to hear more, I've got content on Anchor, Spotify, and a catalog on AO3, which is still missing stuff. So if you find the holes, be sure to let me know because that's important. 
If you have recommendations, I have a form for you to fill out, and if you'd like to join my Discord server or follow me on Instagram, you can find the links to all these things on my Beacons page, the link to which will be in the description as well as some other important information. This isn't just a ploy to get you to follow me, by the way. I have polls and stuff that you guys can participate in that often help me decide to read what's next. You can send direct messages, you can talk to other people. Um, I like to think my Discord server is a pretty cool place. And I really enjoy every single comment that I get. They bring me life. So yeah, leave me one. Or send me an email or something. Because I love them. And while I have you here, please go give the author some love. Go send them kudos. Um, just to make sure you guys do it, I'm doing it right now. I just, I just gave kudos. It says, thank you for leaving kudos. I just left a kudos. Go do that. And yeah, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great Halloween. Peace out.